Hi, this is Wesley Cheney, and welcome to the seventh episode of Tell Me About Your Bike, the podcast about bikes, the universe, and everything. In this episode, I take a ride with my son Kelvin down the old towpath of the Dismal Swamp Canal. So it was a chilly brown Saturday afternoon in February when Kelvin, his sister Abby, and I met up with my father for a bike ride along the Dismal Swamp Canal Trail in Chesapeake, Virginia. The canal cuts a straight gash across the Great Dismal Swamp connecting the Chesapeake and Albemarle Bays. It was originally dug by slaves by hand in the 18th century. It was expanded several times in the 19th and 20th centuries. The old canal towpath was expanded into a two-lane asphalt road in the 1950s and in the 21st century the old country road was replaced by a proper highway. So now the country road has become a multi-use pathway, a favorite amongst suburban families, runners, and cyclists. It's uninterrupted by neither cars, nor corners, nor trucks, nor hills. It is a swampy, quiet paradise. So I recorded a rolling interview with my son Kelvin along the old towpath. You'll hear the thrum of my Schwalbe Big Apple tires on the road and the staccato clicking of my freewheel and the occasional squeal of disc brakes. And you'll also hear the grind of Kelvin's dirty chain as he slams his gears. Kelvin was almost eight years old when we recorded this, and he had a bucktooth grin as he lisped through his missing teeth. I'm embracing the punk ethos for podcasting, so maybe the fidelity of Tell Me About Your Bike is only as good as a mimeograph sticker on a cassette tape, but nonetheless, it tells a story, a story that no one else is telling, and bicycles are my vehicle for storytelling. So, let's listen now to another episode of Tell Me About Your Bike. about 20 minutes, 30 minutes from here. Okay. Not too far. What are you recording? Podcast. Tell me about your bike. Let's keep rolling. Let's see what we can find. Bear! Hey, bear. Kelvin, here's what it says. If we get to a bear, what do you think it's going to tell us about bears? What to do before and if you encounter a bear. Wait. There have been numbers. Numerous. Numerous human bear sightings in this area. Please read the following. Follow the Points below. Enjoy bears from a distance. Never feed or attack bears. Give the uh, bear. Never feed or attract, attract bears. bears. But yeah, attacking bears is probably not a good idea either. Give the bear a chance to level. Leave. Leave the area. Protect small children so they won't panic and run. Keep dogs on leashes and under control. A homing dog may be. Perceived. As a threat. If a bear 
approaches, stay calm, continue facing facing the bear and slowly back away. Stay right, stay upright, upright and wave arms, jackets, jacket or other items. If the bear continues to approach, scare away with loud noises, loud music or yelling. If attacked, fight back. Do not play dead. Please report any human bear encounters to a ranger. Or right. call 757-421-7151. All right. That's what we do if we see a bear. And of course, there's a bear in the middle of the trail. A chainsaw carving of a bear. What do you like about riding your bike, guy? That you work out for your legs. Yeah? Yep. You like getting a workout on your legs? Yep. Why is that? Because I can't run so fast that well, so I try to work out on my legs. Uh-huh. Check it out. Kelvin. Abby. Take a guess. What is it? That's bear poop. That is bear poop. Those red berries are coming from? Uh, red berry bushes? That, yes, yes. Well, I guess what I was asking, have you seen any red berry bushes? No. I think they're deep into the woods. Deep into the woods could be. Because I don't think a red berry bush would just pop out of nowhere on the side of, on the, side of the road. Yeah. I think they only growing deep into the um, oh, woods. That's fox poop right there. Yep. I'm like, I know that's some type of poop. Look at how that dog's looking back there. There's something back there.
that if you want to get to a destination really quick and your mom and dad left the house with the car, then you have your bike. Where do you like to go on your bike? Uh, lots of distances. Like what? Yeah, that's next door. Pretty cool. Yep. What color pair do you think it'll be? Brown. Brown? Maybe. No, bears like that stuff actually. They like the swamps. This is one of the places they like to live. Um, it'd be a black bear around here, yeah. but it could be a brown black bear. It's probably a black black bear. It could be a brown. I think I took that off the Peugeot folding bike. Not positive. It's the bell. It's the bell I use when I'm delivering around campus. I'd say so. Hmm? Uh, let me check my pocket. You Do you have an app to drag how many miles or kilometers we went? Yeah, it's called Strava. Hmm. And I use it when I'm riding at work. And it tells me how far I've gone. And I can see the tra track of where I've gone every day. And then... It says when you stop. Yep. And I usually ride about 30 kilometers. Per day? Yeah, every every work day. Mm. And I just ordered more parts for my tra bike so I can put the bike trailer back on. Mm. And I can start taking the ferry from Portsmouth. It's been so cold I haven't really wanted to ride any extra miles, but it'd be cheaper. Less miles on the car, less gas burned, less tolls. Good things like that. 
So can you believe they dug this out by hand, Kelvin? Yeah, that's the canal. I'm still going pretty fast. I remember I used to um, have a bike with no pedals. Yeah? And, and I used to have to do this. Yeah, you said to push the bike with your feet? It was pretty silly. But it hurts. It hurt to do that? My private part. Oh. Because you have to go forward with it. Yeah, you have to roll with it. Yeah, that is hard. So it hurts. That's not a normal tree to see in a forest. No? What's no. different about it? Uh, you don't see them that often in forests. And they have giant trees because we have one of them in our backyard. Yeah. And they are like, the leaves are like, wait, scooch over. They're like this, this big. That big? Whoa, that's big. Long. That's like as big as your face. Yeah. They can go up to that long. Wow. So, so if we have something and we want to hide it, it's like about smaller than that. Uh-huh. We just hide them under two of those long leaves. Two of those long leaves will do it? And then get some tape and tape them around. So then it just looks like a, a little um, iron thing with yeah. tape on it. Because maybe it broke. Like just two. We had to tape our um, lamp up. You had to tape your lamp up? Uh-huh. Because it got untwisted. So we got two sticks, put them on both sides, tape it. Uh-huh. So, yeah, not that far. Right? Yeah, not that far. So what would you say your, what's your favorite? Be cheaper. Less miles on the car, less gas burned, less tolls. Good things like that. So can you believe they dug this out by hand, Kelvin? What this? Yeah, that's canal was dug by slaves by hand. Oh, that? Did George Washington survey this? He surveyed He surveyed the swamp. That's what I meant. And I don't I'm not sure how much of the actual route of the, of canal. the canal he surveyed. Yeah. No, I don't know that. So they actually made the this Mhm. Mm like the river. Mhm. Mm and Kelvin, they used to have barges that went along here, and they had horses and mules that pulled, the, walked along the side and pulled the barges. They called it a towpath. So we're riding the old towpath.
So what would you say your, what's your favorite memory about biking? Going down big hills. <laughs> Going down big hills. And um, riding in that like little trailer in the back oh. of your bike. When you were on the trailer on the back of my bike? Yep. What did you like about that? When we went up that bridge and went down. Uh-huh. Because we went so fast. Oh. I used to love doing that. <laughs> what was it like riding in the trailer? Really, really cool. And you didn't have to do anything. You could, you could just sit there and, and um, just relax. And sometimes I even fell asleep. What did you see when you were sitting back there? The sky. Like, it was beautiful. And I was so low, like, so. So low? Yeah. And then when we were going down a hill, it was, uh, the wind was pushing me back. I was like, Yay! Is that why you like to have the top open? You didn't like it when I closed that top. You get so angry. Do you remember taking the trailer to preschool? Yes. Do you remember when I used to have to bundle you up in a whole bunch of sweaters and put you back there? Yes, because it was so cool. And you'd still get angry if I put the top down when it was that cold. Because I wanted to see the world. You did. You wanted to see the world. That to go past the bear, I see it. Don't you see it? Not yet. You can't see that. Oh, 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 that, oh, yeah, I see it now. That's the bear. Those are pretty bike racks. And they even have a little repair station too for bikes. Yep. Man, that's cool having a repair station for the bikes right here. It's right where you need it. I really don't want to use my hands. Your hands are cold? No, my hands hurt. Oh, okay. From just grabbing. Make a left, yep. Thank you. I got switched. Oh, you mean you're in your small gear on the front, okay. Um, I think our turn is coming up pretty soon. Or we can stop right now and take care of it. What do you want to do? Yeah. I want to get back to the camper. I think we still got a fair way to go before we get there. So how about we go ahead and change that?
Double Bass by Paul Fornell. Throughout my childhood, my extended family, cousins of both sexes, shared a wood and fiberboard house deep in a meadow in the French countryside. It was jerry-built after the war for refugees. The refugees had left, and we rented it by the year. Everyone in the village knew it as the shack, which was perfectly appropriate. Each family group had two identical rooms separated by thin wood sheeting. One of those rooms served as the kitchen dining room, and the other as the bedroom. After dark, the two were transformed into garages, since we were afraid of robbers, rain, and the sneaky effect of dew on bike frames. We therefore brought the bicycles inside. When all the bikes were in, it became impossible to get out. The last one to go to bed brought in the last bike, and the first one up took all of them out. In life's orchestra, the bike is the double bass. Hard to forget it. In every episode of Tell Me About Your Bike, I like to tell you about a podcast that I listen to on my bike. Radiotopia has fantastic podcasts, and one of the best has got to be What Trump Can Teach Us About Con Law. It's a perennial favorite of mine. It's an intro to constitutional law professor by the name of Elizabeth Joe, who talks with her neighbor and acclaimed podcaster Romana Mars about what the tumultuous and erratic activities of the Trump administration can teach us about the U.S. Constitution. I learn something new about our Constitution every episode, every week, with a soundtrack from Doomtree, an independent Minneapolis hip-hop collective. So thanks for listening to another episode of Tell Me About Your Bike. This is a solo punk effort. While I can't claim credit for the sublime words of Paul Fresnel, I am responsible for all of the recording and the editing, as well as the ukulele backing tracks. I've been playing ukulele for three years now, inspired in equal parts by the amazing Sky Zents of Norfolk, Virginia, and the incomparable Canadian ukulele virtuoso James Hill. I have a background in singing in choirs and playing brass instruments and bands, so I wasn't a total newbie when I picked up the ukulele. I'm an eclectic ukulele musician. I don't play Tiny Bubbles or Somewhere Over the Rainbow or Tiptoe Through the Tulips. I'm more interested in playing Folsom Prison Blues and Comfortably Numb and Rocky Horror Picture Show. I play a low G tenor ukulele. And because low G isn't esoteric enough, I also play an 8-string tenor ukulele that I've dubbed Eddie Finder. Eddie shimmers and soars and echoes, and I'm in love with this voice. I recently got a glowing comment on Facebook from a local cyclist in Virginia Beach who says she listens to my podcast while commuting on her bike. That means the world to hear. Thank you. You can also follow the Tell Me About Your Bike podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I use Instagram to show pictures of bikes that tell stories to me, like my brother's old blue aluminum touring bike that hangs dusty in his garage, and I was looking at it over the Thanksgiving weekend. I love the Scott Lamont clip-on aero bars on Brad's bike, and the oversized aluminum tubing, and the cantilever brakes. It's a beautiful bike, downshifters and all, so you can find a picture of that on I'm going to be sticking to a weekly weekend release schedule for the rest of the year. So next up is a conversation with my mom, Karen Cheney, who inspired my teenage love of biking. Thanks, Mom. And you can also rate and review and see, even subscribe to Tell Me About Your Bike on your preferred podcasting platform. Your ratings and reviews mean the world to me and help other people find out about this podcast. 
If you believe that bicycles can be vehicles for storytelling, if you want to hear more stories about bikes, the meaning of life, and everything, if this podcast brings value to your life, then please consider supporting Tell Me About Your Bike on Patreon. You can find the Patreon link in the show notes. I'll give a shout out to anyone who donates, and I'll be announcing some new exclusive gifts for patrons soon. So if you've got a story to tell about the meaning of life, the universe, and bicycling, then drop me a line at tellmeaboutyourbike at gmail.com. Let's meet up, go for a spin, make some memories, and record a podcast. Keep the rubber side down and keep on rolling. Cheers, y'all. Thank you.